My name is Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher, and welcome to Two, two Peas in a podcast, podcast, a relationship advice show from two people who like each other very, very, very much. much. Hey, good morning, Stephanie. We are back in action after some weeks of great, great content straight from the peapot averse. It's good to be back. We were... Doing, we did podcast with your cousins while we were at Belcherama. Yeah, we did record a couple. Of, it was so we had a little bit of a break, uh, recording ahead of time. Now I'm thinking we should just do what Pat Sajak does for Wheel of Fortune and just do four in a day. Four in boom, a day, boom, boom. Oh man, that would be so great. And then um, by the end, we'd have to just get really general with our topics. Today we're talking about news. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the what's the kind of, what's happening in four weeks that we could talk about? Terrible, now? horrible things. Everything's awful. I could say... Lies. Trump tweets. I could say, today in the news, it was crazy. Guess what? Trump tweeted something. Oh, man. I know you're shocked. Oh, man. Well, I uh, I met up with some friends this morning that had been living in uh, in China, actually, for the last six years. That's They've cool. They've been living abroad, working, doing whatever they do, and uh, they just moved back, and I was like, welcome, welcome to America. Welcome <laughs> to America. They were very kind of uh, a little bit in shock about the state that they re- returned to things in. Oh, yeah. But uh, I... You know, whenever says, someone says they've been living abroad, I know that saying someone is abroad is probably sexual harassment, but I always think, so you've been living as a female. Like, oh, like I just jiggle. I went I'm to the stu- only one that thinks I that. went to study abroad. <laughs> she didn't give me her name. No. Ugh, oh, such dad jokes. That was bad. That was really bad. Um, that was really bad. So this is <laughs> two peas in a podcast. Yeah, what do we do on this show, Steph? It's been so long. What do I do? Uh, who even knows? So this is two peas in a podcast, a relationship <laughs> advice podcast. We have two segments. The first is peas and cues, where we take a relationship question from our pod squad and discuss it. And then the second is the split, where we take a news or relationship article torn from the headlines and we talk about it that was good um okay i think i know what we're doing so we do have a letter and it is it is pretty a uh, letter someone hand wrote it a letter from listeners listen you hear it it's right here crinkles i think within um speaking of coming back to a place that seems like crazy town we did get a, a message from a question from a listener uh, that I think fits in with the... The crazy week of is, America. What is, is milieu the right word? I don't recall. What's Pro- it? Sure. The milieu. The, crazy the milieu of conundrum. America. Conundrum. Don't know. It's from Kara. Okay. Kara says, In the wake of Charlottesville, etc., I've seemed to notice a particular relative posting on social media, articles, memes, etc., that seem to lean into support of those uh, groups that have identified themselves as alt-right, white nationalists, etc. This relative doesn't buy Confederate flags, and I don't think they would consider themselves a Nazi, but they're um, both sides, and I don't see color attitudes towards the situation, however posting some pretty rough stuff. On top of that, I have to see them soon, and I don't know what to do. Help! And that's Kara. Pretty tough stuff right here today. So if people don't know what happened in Charlottesville... About a week week ago, week and a couple days ago. 
there was a protest. People are calling it the alt-right, but I looked it up and it sounds like there were a few different groups. So there were Nazi groups, KKK, like they kind of lumped them all together into the Mm alt-right. And so there were those people protesting and then there were counter-protests. And what made this rally different, because the alt-right has been having protests for decades, was that in this one, unfortunately, one person died after someone... Uh, drove their vehicle into the counter-protesters, yeah, and then sad. several people, I want to say, that, I don't know, 19 people. It was a lot of people were injured by that. Mm-hmm. So that made it different. And one protester did lose her life, and it's just very sad no matter who you are. Like, it's a sad, it's a sad, sad thing. I don't think anybody uh, would or should be happy about something like that. I totally agree. It's a, it was weird talking about it. It is weird. And everyone has been talking about it, but I think that's good. I think it's good to talk about race issues, the fact that racism has existed for decades, that it does exist. Nazis exist. The KKK exists. People that are racist exist. And then there are people that aren't racist that stand up and fight against that. So Yeah. And I think growing up, like I always was taught like, you know, everybody's equal. Everybody has rights and everybody has an opinion and we have freedom of speech. And so when you get all of these things together on facebook or the beautiful land that is an internet comment section um it is it is really easy to sit behind a key like what are they called keyboard warriors and uh just kind of like have at it and it's very easy to share and post something that you might think is like oh that's funny or just saying haha wasn't that a funny quip but sometimes those things can be kind of offensive and if you're dealing with a family member I mean, it feels sometimes if you're dealing with a close friend and who says something that you think might be stupid or whatever, it's a little easier to call them out and go back and forth and ha ha ha, okay, we're still buds. But when it comes to relatives, it's a, I feel like it's a little touchier for some reason. So I want to come at this from a very fair lens. Okay. So I feel like my master's degree is in sociology. I don't feel like that it is. My master's degree is in <laughs> sociology. When you take sociology, you take classes on social inequality, racial inequality, You take classes that talk about the history of racism in the United States. You take classes on why people are racist, theories of racism, theories of privilege, etc. I took classes in music, so you're probably (laughs) better prepared for this than I am. But another class that we had to take was social theory, and I read Patricia Hill Collins, who is incredible. And one thing that she says is that if you're not black, nor are you a black woman, like you can't really totally understand my experience. So I'm coming at this from the lens of a white woman who lives in a suburban area who can never fully understand the difficulties of racism and what it's like to live as a colored person in a country where racism is hugely prevalent, like across the board prevalent, totally exists, can't deny it exists. All the data supports that racism is alive and well. Right, right. And this, in, you know, in one in a way, this didn't happen to me. Uh, I don't think, I think the last thing that this topic needs is another white guy saying what they think about things. But uh, a person did write us a question on our show. Um, <laughs> and it's about etiquette dealing with family. So I don't want anyone to think that the Dell P podcast way of things is the right way or the way uh, just in the context of this show for advice with families, I think we do have something that we can offer. So I think my advice coming at it from a few things, like, so I'm I'm all those things, but I'm also a Christian and a Jesus follower. Mm-hmm. So what this has ha- turned in me is I have a lot of knowledge about this issues and I became a sociologist because, oh boy, am I passionate about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember days of like, screaming from the lens at people and i was a keyboard warrior and if someone would say something i mean when barack obama got elected i think i took 
gosh, what's his name? The black guy that was on SNL, who then was on 30 Rock, Tracy Morgan. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I had posted for two weeks. It was something like, I might be a bitch, but the new president is black, bitch. <laughs> and I thought it was fantastic. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that. So I was like really out there. But then over time, after going to church, after being a part of this, I realized just being angry and yelling doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, outrage against outrage, either of them without a, like an actual direction yeah. or, a, or like I, doesn't do anything. So like it, when, if you if something's coming at you and the only way to move its direction is to kind of hit it back or hit it in a new direction and... And I think groups have been doing that for years. When you when it comes to social change, there does have to there is some action against negative action, and sometimes it does get really messy. Um, but I don't think that outrage without a plan or without like thought does anything. And I think outrage with a thought and a plan sounds very different than yelling back. I agree with you because I've never heard of a Nazi who was like, you know what changed my mind when that one person posted that ironic gif. (laughs) When this other person yelled at me. That's not what changes Mm -hmm. minds. Sorry. Like, I know you have a strong opinion, but just yelling into the wind does nothing for anybody. Well, and isn't there, we've talked about this before, too, in the social media episode, that it's like scientifically researched that arguing (laughs) with somebody on social media is literally doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. So that's my first thought, but then that leads me into, I'm pretty sure that most people I know that are racist, a little bit racist, or like totally racist, I've known they were like that for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Very few people just pop up in my life, and I'm like, well, I'm really surprised that you're a secret racist. Like, you know the people that are racist are bigots. You do. Mm -hmm. Like, I disagree with their beliefs. I think that they're wrong, but... Why, I don't think this behavior from your relative is probably surprising. Yeah, it may have been something that with people that we love, we tend to not choose to see things or just be like, oh, that's just uncle whoever or, oh, that's oh, just whoever. So it is possible that they've always been this way. You just haven't noticed it. And maybe due to the the milieu of our current <laughs> culture, that's totally the wrong word, uh, of our current culture, uh, you're just noticing it more. It's like when you buy a car and all of a sudden you see that your same car everywhere all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I bought a, I had a Honda Element, best car ever, and I never saw them before. But then once I started driving it around, all I saw were Honda Elements everywhere. That boxy little, little Tykes kitchen shaped, uh, you know, those little houses shaped cars, the best. Anyway continue so i guess when it comes to dealing with a relative that's racist the way that i deal with them is i'm not afraid to say what i think but i've just found a way of finding a tone and stating my opinion very flatly but kindly so i'll i've heard people say phrases that i disagree with that i won't repeat that use like some mild racial slur and i'll gently say like hey you know i think a better phrase for that is this And, like, I'm not like, you suck, because they won't listen to that. But I might say, like, hey, you might want to use this phrase instead. Mm -hmm. Or if someone starts saying something that's racist, I would politely be like, you know, I disagree with that line of thought. Like, I don't find that to be true in my experience. And then I would state what my experience is. Like, kindly, nicely. Because I I disagree with the idea that we should just never talk about race Mm -hmm. and that we shouldn't engage people. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're going to engage people... 
do it kindly and out of love mm-hmm. and not out of <laughs> yelling at them. Yeah, not a great deal. Not a good thing. So how can we deal specifically with this situation for Kara? I think my thought is you've probably always known that this person has some racist tendencies, and I'm sorry because that is really hard. That being said, I don't want to equate all of our sins to racism because they're not all the same, but I think we do have to take a moment to realize that we all have sins and flaws and that other people have given us grace, Mm -hmm. which means we have to give grace to others. Yeah. And so I think when it comes time for these conversations, approach them with love and kindness and find an even tone to kindly speak your voice into someone's life. Oh, yeah. I think but that's good. I think that's the only thing that might help. I think I think that might be the only thing. Maybe having a conversation with them openly, just like, hey, I want to, what do you think? Um, yeah. I think asking, well, what, what do you think? And providing an open um, space for that person to have a conversation with you without them feeling judged and maybe opening up a dialogue. I know sometimes that might seem impossible and sometimes it might seem like oh, a lose-lose for you. But creating that um, rapport with someone is, I think, very important in having these conversations. I think the other thing is don't always expect someone's mind to change just because you think that. Like, go into it thinking you won't win because otherwise you're just going to come out upset. Go into it wanting to have a good lunch. And that's it. Like, if you go into any conversation being like, I'm going to change their mind and rock the world. I mean, some people can do that. But Mm -hmm. unless you got mad people skills, you know. It's not going to happen. Can you do that with someone? No. You might be able to. You're pretty charming. I can't change anyone's mind. It's impossible. I've Why tried. Why are we even here? It's tried. I've tried. <laughs> well, Cara, I hope that was uh, that was helpful for you. Uh, and if you have any other further questions or like to follow up on that, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash group slash peapodcast. You can also email us at contactpeapodcast at gmail.com. And with that... The Split where we take a relationship advice article torn from the headlines and talk about it. My favorite part of the show. I love how these are like relevant issues and you just bring them home. Let's do this. Make it happen. Hey, Dell. Hey, what, Steph? Why do people break up? I, f- I feel that there's a lot of reasons. Um, one reason I heard why people break up is because for dates... They give their significant other a coupon for, like, buy one, get one, half off burritos. And that's found to not be romantic. (laughs) That was my date story, wasn't it? (laughs) I think I didn't intend to, but I do think you have a date story uh, centered around half off burritos. It was like a guy that had a coupon, I want to say for Taco Bell. And I don't mind being thrifty, but, you know, Taco Bell is already... It's called cheaper than food, babe. <laughs> Not even food. Delicious, though. That cheesy so, gordita crunch. Is that why you guys broke up? You know, I don't even remember. All I remember is that, that, that <laughs> I just like funny stories. So this article is originally from the Social Psychological Personality and Science Journal. I could tell why you needed a little space there. A lot of words. Thank you. A lot of words. And I used cursive in this part, but then I used not cursive in other parts of my notes, so my brain (laughs) couldn't process. But this was written about in a few different news sources when I looked it up. It was written on the dailymail.co.uk and medical news today, so it's been written up a few different things. Okay. I like to make sure it's not just in a journal, because you never know, right? Or from avocado wool for whatever. Ugh. 
Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Do you know he's a flat earther? No. Yeah. I did not. I mean, I know. Hmm. Doesn't he think that like the moon tide is tied to like corn seeds or something? That I'm not sure about. Something like that. So <laughs> there's a professor, Professor Samantha Joel at uh, Utah University, University of Utah. I'm probably mixing those up. Oh, University they, of Utah. They would get, knowing people and the way that they love their colleges, they're very upset at you right now. I wrote out in better notes, University of Utah. Oh, okay, okay. But everyone has looked into other relationship stuff. But I guess people aren't looking at the sources and decision making of why people break up. So there's a lot of research on people getting together. Or, yeah, that or like, I think there's stuff on divorce too, but oh, not yeah. the actual... What in your decision-making causes you to break up? That's crazy to me that they haven't looked into that yet. I know. I would th- I mean, I feel like we could probably guess some general stuff, but why guess when we can do research? Oh, spoken like a true statistician. <laughs> so they did, uh, they had three different samples. They had, you know, red flag here a little bit. They had 135 undergrads, another batch of undergrads, and then they had a third sample of workers. And um, some of these people were people that were daters, but some of these people were married. Okay. So the people that were dating were dating for an average of two years, which is in dating time, I don't know, reasonable? Like dog years is for real (laughs) togetherness. Seven dating years is like one real year. That's right. And then uh, for people that were married, they were married nine years. Okay. Okay. So, you know, some range. So what they ended up finding out was the big kicker is that the reasons that people that are dating or married leave a relationship are similar. Mm, However, regardless of time span, regardless of whether they're married or dating. Okay, okay. So whether you're dating or married, the reason you might end a relationship or leave is similar. So people are leaving regardless of whether they're married or dating. Like Mm -hmm. their reasons are similar. Okay. However, the reasons for staying are different. So I thought we'd get into those. Okay. So without further further ado, the top three reasons why people end or leave regardless of whether you're dating or married. Okay. And that's kind of amazing that it's regardless because you would think that with marriages, it might be you're a little bit more committed to the situation. Because in dating, you're just kind of like, whatever. So your reasons for leaving might be different? Yeah. I, I feel... That when you're married, your reasons should be different. But but apparently apparently I'm wrong. So that's why we need the split to tell us what's going on. So do you want to do the family feud thing and you try to guess what the top answer is? Yes, Steve. Top um, five answers on the board. Whoop! Make whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that lately all of his questions like somehow relate to sex? He he ha ha. Yeah, it's because it's funny when you're to see your family say funny things. That'd just be awkward if I'm standing next to my mom or dad and it's like, and say, what's the number one thing you do with the lights off? Like, ta-ta's. Ta-ta's, Steve? So, no, your answer isn't in the top three, but... Sorry. So, but the top answer is pretty great. It's the partner's personality. <laughs> Your personality is so bad, I have to leave. I would think that that would happen more in dating. Yeah, I'd, I'd hopefully you'd be like, oh man, this guy's personality is not great. Like much earlier on in the relationship. Because once you're married, I know that pe- people definitely change over time, but... 
After like... 10 years, their personality just finally wore me down so much. <laughs> their boring personality. Finally got to you. Finally got Ten to years. me. The, the number two reason, we've talked about this before, is a breach of trust. Okay, that seems pretty legit. And I feel that that could happen anywhere along the yeah. relationship pathway. That one's fair to me. Like, yo, cheating, drug use, something someone lied about. <laughs> I thought that you were an interesting personality, but it turned but out turns that you're garbage. <laughs> Your personality <laughs> is a trash you're pile. Garbage, but, but if someone with a garbage personality probably can get away with it for too long. Well, that's the trust was breached because I thought they were great, and then they, but they weren't. Sucks. I know, the worst. Number three. Partner withdrawal. Oh, that's kind of sad. So, what? I think I know what that means. Can you tell me a little bit more? So that's uh, one of the partners was in it for a little bit and then started not being in it and decided to kind of you know give up or step away. So then they broke up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, maybe got too busy being boring. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so busy with my rock collection. <laughs> You know, I shouldn't hey, say that. Rock collections are incredible. Yeah, in our town, people leave or, are leaving painted rocks everywhere. Like they're yeah. painting rocks with acrylic paint and putting a coat over them, then leaving them, and everyone's going crazy for it. And even if they're not painted, have you ever seen like, like those those rocks that are like flaky, clear pieces, and like just all these stones, granites, geodes? Is that a Pokemon? Geode? Geode? No, that's a type of rock. Okay, uh, diamonds or rocks? So many interesting rocks. Right. Quartz? Is that a... No. So then there are reasons for staying. <laughs> I'm just gonna... Can we name all the rocks? Not probably... Probably not in one podcast. Okay, next time. Dragonstone. Dragonstone. Very good. Uh, so then, those are the reasons why people end or leave, but then there are reasons why people stay, and those are different for people that are dating versus people that are married. So... Okay. People that are in a relationship, the reasons that they would stay, mm-hmm. they like their partner. They like their partner's personality, or they see in their personality that there's something that they can still be attracted to. Okay, like oh, they're a terrible murderer, but they make me laugh. Exactly, <laughs> and I think that's true because when you're dating, like you still have the ability to be like, oh, I can still see what could be good about them. Yeah, you gotta. It's like polishing a turd. <laughs> Exactly. Or you're like, oh, yeah, they, but they have a good job. There's these other things on paper that are fantastic. But once you're mm-hmm. married 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, there's nothing. There's really nothing there. There's nothing left. Oh, boy. And then the second reason that people stay is because they want emotional intimacy. Yeah, I can see that. Of uh, Not like being held like emotionally hostage, but just like if you think that this is the only person that loves me. Yeah. And I'm close to them and I don't want to have to start over. Exactly. I remember one of my favorite stories, this couple that I knew a long, long time ago, he was an econometrician, and then he did did economics, Okay. and then she wasn't, but, um... (laughs) There's only room for one econometrician in this household. But uh, they dated, like, three years or something, and then they were going to break up, like, both of them were agreeing on it, and so together they sat down and made a pros and cons list for why they would break up. Practical. And then he told me that eventually they were going through the list. And then in econo- in economics, there's a term called sunk cost. Which is- <laughs> this sounds like a terrible, a terrible way of doing relationships. 
So he said at some point, he just, that term kept coming up in his head. And he's like, this relationship is a sunk cost. Sunk cost. Oh, because you've already put in so much value into it that you just, you don't want to eat it. You just kind of stay with it. Well, yeah. Well, he realized that, no, it's kind of the opposite of that. It's that at some point you realize you just got to cut your losses and that's the cost that you sunk into it and you just lose it. So he decided that she was. Like a foreclosed house. Yeah. Well. (laughs) But the opposite. Is your relationship. Or a house that you tried to flip, but it ended up being too much, so you had to walk away. Uh, they call that underwater. Underwater. <laughs> Things are, sun- you know, underwater sunk costs. Drowning. You know, I probably messed up this term, and we're just going to get letters from econometricians. People are screaming like, at their Twitters trying to get us right. That's what it is. Well, it's okay. Okay. Well, that sounds like a sad reason for staying together, but I guess it's a reason nonetheless. But then there are reasons why married people stay together. Oh, I bet these are really good. There are constraints to getting divorced that you can't overcome. Uh-huh. Were there any key ones that they talked about? I don't know. Uh, there's none that the article really listed out that I read through, but... That sweet life insurance policy I have taken out on you? Shh. <laughs> so that there might be economic costs to it, retirement account. Oh, yeah. One of you is working, the other one isn't. Social. Yeah, some social, social stuff. losses. So that's one. But then the last thing I'll say is the reason why people stay in a marriage is because they've invested in the relationship, family, etc. All of these things seem to be very, like, economics-based. Sunk cost, investing in my life, well, all of these things. I think I led you there because remember for the relationship people that stay, they stayed because they liked their person, their partner's personality and they wanted emotional intimacy. Yeah. So, you know, okay. very little economics. But, you know, for the marriage one, I think you're right, actually. Aren't you? Yeah, you're right. Constraints, investment in relationship, wait, wait, could family. You, could you say that again, please? Let me get this. Let me get my phone out. I'm going to record it really quick. Can you say that again? You're right. Yes. Your two favorite words. <laughs> No, you say you're right enough. I guess if I don't do that, you are right, it would be three. You are correct. You are correct. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> that looks nice. I'm going to put that up on a, like a chalkboard above my... That makes the economics of marriage, though. Oh, gosh. You know, I in the process of trying to find something, I stumbled across this blog, which talked about how nowadays the what people argue for marriage and why you should get married and stay married is all about the economics. Because it's better for you economically, better for your kids, blah, 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 blah. Tax breaks. That's right. And then sweet tax <laughs> breaks. sweet, sweet marital tax breaks. But then the article went on to say that that's really a terrible thing to say. It is like, terrible. just You should only marry for love. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It can be both. I know. Yeah, like, well, both. can't I love you and you have a job? <laughs> One or the other. Oh. Just one or the other. Just one or the other. You can't have both. I'm very good at love. (laughs) Not so good at work. Uh, I don't even want to joke about that. You're a wonderful worker, and you are right, and I love you. Oh, thank you. Uh, So that is what I got for the split. The reasons why people break up or stay together. Well, that is incredible, Stephanie. Thank you for sharing, and uh, we will post that article underneath the link of this episode in the blog or at least in the notes for the for the podcast so you can check that out um and if you have any questions or ideas for things that you would like us to go over on the split or any questions or ideas for the p's and q's or even our p shooters review segment 
you can message us at facebook.com slash groups slash peapodcast or on Twitter at peapodcast. Also, email at contactpeapodcast at gmail.com. And honestly, you know what we'd love you to do? Steph, you know what we'd love you to do? Not look at the sun right now. Yeah, it was, it was a, on the day of recording, it was the eclipse day. And um, people were looking at the sun. The eclipse, which I just, I personally thought people just didn't look at the sun. Like, don't do that. Do you remember I told you I told someone they're saying not to look at the sun? And I was like, wow, who doesn't know that? And someone was like, what? You're not supposed to look at the sun? <laughs> I mean, you can. It just will you'll hurt your rods and cones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fry those up. Fry up your Fry rods up and cones. Good. Well, instead of frying up your rods and cones with a, a solar eclipse, I would encourage you to find where we are. On the Podcastosphere, we're on Google Play and iTunes and anywhere you get your fine podcast. I would love for you to go to Apple Music or iTunes and uh, give us a review. Five stars is great. And then when you're there, you write up a little something. We'd love to hear it and share that on the show. And what do you know? This week, we have a new review that we'd like to read to you. This is from D. Tarama. Their review says, it's five stars, which I just got to say, pretty cool. Um, most podcasts fall in a rut after a while, but Dell and Steph find countless ways to keep me interested with a rare mix of humor, insight, and advice. Oh, well, thank you, Ditarama. And if you agree with that, head on over to our iTunes page at Two Peas in a Podcast. We're the ones with the heart on it. And leave us a review, leave us a uh, rating, and we can read that on the air. We'd love to do that. Thank you for that kind review. I'm blushing. Oh, thank you very much. And remember to share and tell your friends about this great show because we think it's fun and we'd like to share the fun with you all. And I think that's it for this week. Stephanie, do we have anything else? That's been Two Peas in a Podcast. We hope that after listening to this podcast, you two learn that you can like each other. Very, very much. You know, I tried to finish it. You have, you have to finish it. I was during the eclipse. I was watching it with my coworkers, and they were all staring up slowly. So I started playing it on my phone. No, you did. I did, and then they were looking around, and they're like, "Who? What bitch is playing this?" And then I like gradually turned it up. They did not laugh or think it was funny like I did. I thought I was gonna get ho ho ho. Oh, total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a single one of those. Oh, well. I got I gotta turn off your phone. <laughs> I have to look at this in silence. I was like, hey, turn around, bright eyes. <laughs> You're such a little scamp, aren't you, babe? <laughs> such a little scamp. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's the end. Goodbye. Bye.